0: 1 Theatre, Homer's community theatre supporting community voices. Schedules and information on Pier 1 Productions at 226-2287 and pier one I'm Kathleen Gustafson. Welcome to the coffee table. It's a very special coffee table this morning because today is National Read Across America Day. And I'm sure you're all celebrating at home in your own way. However, the Homer Public Library has graciously agreed to be the guest on Coffee Table this morning so that we can talk about all things library. But first, let's see who is there. Uh, David Berry, Home Republic Library Director, can you hear me?
1: I can. Good morning.
0: Wonderful. Thank you. And what about Mary Lou Burton from Friends of the Home Republic Library? Mary Lou?
2: I'm here, Kathleen. Good morning.
0: Good morning to you. And is Cheryl Ilg also from Friends of the Library beside you? Yes, I'm here. Thank you, Kathleen. Good morning to you. That's wonderful. And what about Cinda uh, Novsiger, the Homer Public Library Children's Librarian? Good morning. Good morning. All right. We are Thank all... You for as- having us. Thank you for being here. We're all assembled. Also, people should know that later in the program, in the second half, there is a special guest, a pre-recorded guest, uh, Homer High School senior Mariah McGuire, who is competing in the State Poetry Out Loud competition this weekend. Dropped in yesterday and pre-recorded an interview, so we'll be hearing from her as well. But I'd like to start with uh, Library Director David Barry and Cinda Nofziger, Home Republic Library children's librarian, because I want to start with events that are specific to National Read Across America today, d- which is today – and is also, I'm told, Dr. Seuss's birthday. So, David Berry, do you want to start, or Cindy uh, Novsiger, do you have some some events planned for today?
1: Well, I'll be happy to start, um, and then I'll hand it off to Cindy to, to talk about uh, some of our events in more detail. Um, as you said, yes, today is National Read Across America Day. Uh, this is an annual event that has been. Uh, fostered by the National Education Association for many years. And uh, they chose March 2nd specifically because today is the birthday of Theodore Geisel, uh, better known as Dr. Seuss. So we have some special events that are gonna be coming up all through the day today. And I'll let Cinda tell you about those.
3: Now we do have a fun lineup for today. Um, we're gonna be doing what we're calling pop-up story times. Um, and they're gonna happen Every hour between 10.30 and 5.30 on the half hour. So in the children's room, starting at 10.30, you can come by um, and we'll read one story. And then we'll also have a Dr. Seuss-inspired craft for kids. Ooh. Um, we, we've got a great lineup of books um, and it should be just a fun day of, of reading.
0: That sounds wonderful. And yeah, I, oh, go ahead. No, I just, I, I
3: think it'll be great.
0: Excellent. Now, before uh, we proceed with the many programs and events that are going on at the library right now, David Berry, could you go over with us, review the rules, the practices, and protocols currently in place in the library for safety? So many things are changing right now. So, if you could give people an overview of what's happening at the library in terms of masks, tests, Uh, gatherings, that sort of thing.
1: Absolutely. Um, The city's COVID committee met last week and uh, reviewed our our practices in light of the change in the CDC guidance. Um, All the way through the pandemic, the city has basically been following what the CDC has been telling us. And uh, given the new uh, suggestions coming out of the CDC, uh, masks are now optional throughout city buildings. Um, that took change took effect on Saturday morning. Uh, we do still have free masks available at the front door if you want one. In fact, we still have free COVID at-home tests available for pickup. Anybody is welcome to come and collect those. Um, and by all means, you can wear a mask if you'd like to. Um, we are still discouraging you know, crowding for big events. We encourage people to do, uh, preserve social distancing and all that. But we're not officially putting limits on the occupancy of the meeting room anymore. Um, Our usual rule in normal times was that uh, you could have up to about six people inside the study rooms at any given time. And you could have up to about 40 people in the meeting room. Now, I sincerely hope it doesn't get that crowded because COVID is still going on and it's still not over, but uh, we feel like we can relax a little bit.
0: Okay, thanks for that update. Now, uh, I'm going to jump ahead just a little bit. First of all, and for anyone listening, if you have questions or comments, you can always email them to josh at kbbi.org, that's J-O-S-H, at kbbi.org, and he'll send your questions into the studio, or you can call with questions, and that number is 907-235-7721. So now that protocols and gatherings are changing and rules are changing for the library, can uh, uh, preschool story time should be starting up again soon. Is that right? Send up?
1: Uh, yes, we hope to. Um, we're looking at starting up uh, preschool story time again right after the end of spring break. So uh, March 18th is when we're looking at resuming that.
0: All right. Uh, it
1: would be every Friday at 1030 in the morning. And uh, Cinda, I think, is reading the first one, isn't that right?
3: I think Susan is going to do the first one, but but I will be there.
0: Okay. I'm really looking forward to it, and uh, I definitely want to thank the library for partnering with KBBI at the beginning of the pandemic, because the most fun I had during the awful first months of the pandemic were was every Thursday morning coming in here and doing preschool story time on the air. So thanks for that. Let's go to ongoing programs that are underway at the library. Uh, I'm, I'd like to bring in uh, Mary Lou and Cheryl at some point on this, but David, I'm going to need your direction uh, to figure out how to do that. Uh, first of all, there are still food bags available available inside the front door for pickup at the library and who can tell people a little bit about the food bags and what they're for?
1: Uh, I can tell you a bit about that. Thank you. Um, The food bag program is a a partnership that the library developed with the food pantry. Um, They supply us with food for distribution and the library basically acts simply as a distribution point. Uh, We have a large plastic tub that is just inside the front entrance of the library Uh, Anybody who would like to pick up a bag of food is welcome to come in and just collect one, you don't need to talk to library staff, you don't need to fill out a form or anything, it's just basically pick up whatever you need. And the bags are designed to provide some basic sustenance to to people or to families who may be struggling. Um, It's not exactly a, you know, a five course meal, but it will give you um, certainly uh, some good nutritious calories.
0: Thanks so much. Now I'm gonna switch gears for just a moment because I'd like to bring in Cheryl Ilg and Mary Lou Burton from Friends of the Homer Public Library. Uh, Cheryl, you are you're their fearless leader this time around. Have I got that right? What's your title? I'm the
4: coordinator for the Friends of the Homer Public Library. That's... And I started about a year ago.
0: Oh, great coordinator, but also fearless. Um, fearless coordinator. Um, can you let people understand, or get people to understand a little bit of the function of the friends of the Pub- of the Homer Public Library?
4: Yes, we um are a supporter of the library and all of their programming. Um, we provide funding to help with some of the programming, uh, such as summer reading program. We also um, sponsor um, groups like the book club we sponsor groups like LARP uh, live action role play um, groups like spark the ham radio club and um,
0: and of course Bob the book mobile oh Bob the Bookmobile. yes so when you say sponsor what do you mean well um,
4: we help With the clubs, anyways, we help advertise and put the word out to let folks know that there's uh, knitting at the library. And during COVID, when uh, these groups couldn't meet in the library, uh, we provided Zoom so that those groups could still continue to meet um, until they were able to come back into the library. Um, And also, yeah, we provide the funding in order to purchase and maintain bob the bookmobile so that he can visit schools and also throughout the community all over uh, town at the parks and the beach um, during the summer months
0: i expect the roads need to be in slightly better condition before bob starts rolling is there an estimated date
4: (laughs) well we're hoping the snow should all be melted by may and generally speaking the bookmobile does um, visit area schools at that time um, and usually makes a guest appearance at the Safe and Kids Healthy, F- the Kids, the Safe Kids, Safe Kids Fair. I yeah. <laughs> um, as a start off uh, for registering for the summer reading program.
0: Thanks so much. That's Cheryl Ilg, the coordinator for Friends of the Homer Public Library. Mary Lou Burton is a member of Friends of the Homer Rep- Public Library. Mary Lou, as long as I have been going to the library, I believe you've been a member of the Friends. Is that right? Or how many years has it been? Oh my gosh. <laughs> I, st- I
2: have been on the board with a small break since 2004. So it's been a long time, but you know, the library is kind of the center of my life. So it- it's been very rewarding.
0: Oh, wonderful. Thanks, Mary Lou. And I want to go back to switch back to services that are programs that are happening at the library and I think I'm going back to David Barry on this but as with everything as with all uh, our conversations feel free to speak up at any moment if you feel like you want to add something and I have not called upon you uh, the, the services all the usual services at the library I'm looking at lists and sports equipment what's what kind of sports equipment is at the library David
1: well, we've this is a new thing. Um, the Community Recreation Department of the City of Homer uh, reached out to us last December and said, well, you know, we've got this collection of stuff that we've been storing at the Herc building. It is publicly available, but nobody really knows about it. And we don't really have a mechanism for checking it in or checking it out. And everybody said, well, the library does that all the time. So um, they've provided us with uh, a selection of, of balls, basketballs. We have some sleds, we have some games that are outdoor recreation type games. Um, we just have a selection of kind of uh, across the board sports equipment that we keep uh, behind the front desk. And anybody with a library card is welcome to come into the front desk and uh, check one out just like you were checking out a book.
0: That sounds awesome, thanks. Also during, the COVID-19 pandemic, when it first started, the library adapted by making wireless access easy from the parking lot. And my understanding is the library will continue to do that even, um, even in the days, the coming days, could be years from now, when no one is concerned with uh, COVID-19 anymore.
1: Yes, that's correct. Um, we installed a uh, Wi-Fi uh, transmitter outside the west side of the building that covers the whole main parking lot. Uh, that is a permanent feature. There's you know, plans to keep it there for good.
0: Great. Thanks for that. You must have had overwhelming response to using it to, to decide to keep it.
1: We have. In fact, uh, we get monthly statistics about the uh, number of people who connect to the internet both through Wi-Fi and through our hardwired computers on the library floor. And in recent months, we've actually seen that there are more people connecting through Wi-Fi than are actually connecting inside the building.
0: And I've I've been wondering if you have, since so many uh, students were not attending school in person, if you have students who do their schooling now at the library online.
1: Uh, we do. Uh, in fact, we've had people coming in to take tests, proctored tests online and test proctoring is something that the library does provide has for years. Uh, we've had people coming in to do job interviews in the study rooms or to complete uh, education courses through through the web.
0: Um, oh, cool. And uh, on the other side of uh, doing your homework at the library, you also have video games at the library, and it's it's not just you can get board games and puzzles, but you can also check out video games or is or play them while they're there. How does that work?
1: Uh, we have a selection of classic video game consoles, so if you ever remember Sega or Atari, or very any of that
0: well, stuff thank from,
1: you. <laughs> okay, from the nineteen eighties, um, yeah, we have a selection of classic video games that are come pre-stored on the. Uh, Console. Hang and you can on, check it out from the front desk. Hang on, you, you have
0: you have a classic Sega set of games.
4: <laughs>
1: I believe we do. Yes, if I remember right. Like, and you're
0: open right now. Okay, that's it for the <laughs> coffee table. <now. laughs> so, that's wonderful. Uh, was there just someone here at the library who was a collector or had an interest and and sought them out?
1: Um, yeah, Kevin Coe has a longtime interest uh-huh. in the uh, vehicle, and he suggested
0: it. I should have seen Kevin Coe's fine hand in that. Kevin Coe is your IT specialist at the Home Republic Library, correct?
1: Yes, he's the library technologist. Wonderful.
0: Now, uh, there's still a couple of things I want to go through. We might even take a dance break here in a little while, but there's so much <laughs> to talk about. Talk about. Um a couple more things of ongoing programs and services at the library, uh, PFD applications and 1040 tax forms. I'm, I'm glad to know that you have them. Is there any help for people in filling them out and making sure they're properly submitted?
1: Um, the library doesn't provide uh, you know, direct tax assistance or anything. If you are looking for help with filling it out, we can do some research for you and help connect you with um, services that do. Um, mostly, we just distribute the forms. Uh, we do have them inside the building. We also have a plastic tub outside the front door, which is out there 24-7. So if you want to just come by and pick up some tax forms in the middle of the night, you can. <laughs>
0: And also uh, curbside pickup is still going on. Is that correct?
1: Yes, it is. Um, most people we're seeing now have been coming into the building to pick up their books. But if you want to put stuff on hold and then arrange to pick it up from the back door, uh, we can still do that.
0: Wonderful. Now, I think you covered this already, but I want to make sure with um, the study rooms and the meeting rooms, they are being utilized, you said, but now at a lower, with lower numbers correct? Yes. Or have you yes, removed, did you say you've removed the ceiling on, uh, on numbers of people who can use them at a time?
1: Uh, yes, that's right. I mean, there is of course a limit to the number of people you can pack into the room, <laughs> right? There are fire but, codes. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but we have, we've raised the limits that were imposed by COVID.
0: Okay. Now, Oh, there's a, who's ready to talk to me about the teen advisory board.
3: I can do that. Who's speaking? Uh, Cinda. Cinda. Hi, Cinda. Cinda.
0: Tell me all about Um, it.
3: Well, so this is a, um, an effort on the part of the library to get, uh, our young adults, our teenagers, a little bit more engaged, you know, since the end or since the pandemic, um, The way that teens are using the library has maybe changed, and what I'm hoping to do is to get some firsthand information about how um, teens and young adults would like to use the library, what kinds of programs or services that are targeted to those age groups they would like to see here, um, and to get a little bit more of their help to plan things um, and make the library a space where they wanna be. Um, So we are having monthly meetings With this board, I'm still happy to look for members. Um, They're just gonna, we're just gonna plan fun things. You know, things like maybe um, we could do poetry, writing workshops or reading, we could do book clubs, we could do things like crafting, gaming, maybe plan a movie night. Um, And the, the idea is that the advisory board would plan these events and then they would be open to all teenagers who wanted to come to them.
0: Terrific. Now, the, the board meets on March 16th, so that's coming yeah. in about two weeks. Mm-hmm. And what if uh, a teen wants to become a part of that? First of all, what is the the age range? Anybody with a teen after their age? A Basically, at yeah. At the end of so, their age?
3: So 13 through 18, I'm happy to have all of that input. Okay. And um, and you can they can go to the uh, Homer Public Library website and there is a link there to register. Um, the meetings will be in person, but I'm just asking that people um, sign up beforehand so that I can get a sort of idea of who's coming, um, and then we'll just have we'll just go from there.
0: Wonderful. Now there's one more thing on my list of programs before we move on to special events. And that is that in the spring, there's going to be a new set of little libraries. So who can talk to me about the little libraries and what they are and where they'll be?
1: I can tell you all about that. Great. Um, You may have seen the little library that's right outside the front door of the building. This is just a little cabinet on a post, and it's out there at all hours, and people are free to pick up books or leave books there as they see fit. Uh, Well, we got some grant funding at the end of last year to buy five more of them. And they're going to be set up at various parks around the city. There's going to be one at WKFL, uh, another at the Fishing Hole at Mariner Park, Bishop's Beach and Karen Hornaday. And the City Parks Department is going to be putting those in place and making sure that they stay stocked.
0: Oh, wonderful. That sounds terrific. I can't wait to see them. And I just want anybody who's listening to know, you are listening to The Coffee Table on KBBI, Homer, AM 890. And guests are David Berry, Homer Public Library Director, Mary Lou Burton and Cheryl Ilg from Friends of the Library, and Cindy Nofsiger, Homer Public Library's Children's Librarian. Coming up a little later, you're going to hear from Homer High School Senior Mariah McGuire. Now, if you have any questions or comments for the panel, you can email them to josh at kbbi.org, or you can call with your questions to 907-235-7721. So let's move on to special events. This month, well, it's next week, March 11th. Is that really next week already? I think it is. Um, then shelly erickson will be the council member for lunch with a council member and i would love to hear from the library about lunch with a council member and how it's been going and what takes place there
2: Lou, i can answer that um this you know this is just a a great program and it's a it's a good opportunity for a one-on-one discussion without the three-minute limit that you would have at, at a city council meeting to meet with one of your council members, and Shelley's going to be here on Friday, which is a change. I think in the past they've been on Mondays, but it's it's uh, very informal. It'll be in the conference room, Friday, March eleventh, twelve to one. Uh, you can even bring your own lunch if you would like. Um, it's a hybrid event. You can either be here. I think there's going to be the capability to also do it on Zoom. So you know the meetings vary. Um, But it's it's very free ranging. You know, whatever is on your mind, this is the great time to do it. And the council members like it too. They really enjoy it. I know Rachel Lord, after the last meeting, talked about it at the city council meeting, just how much value she put on that kind
0: of interaction. Oh, Rachel Lord loves talking policy. So if you want to, (laughs) she is ready for you. Uh, This month or this week, sorry about that, not this week, next week. It's uh, council member Shelley Erickson will be there. yes. And it's the same setup. If you want direct access to your council members, the library is the place to get it. Next, I want to fi- uh, talk about uh, Spanish language story time, which is in about two weeks. Um, whos uh, is that uh, Cinda? Is that your area? It's actually Dave.'s gonna talk about that. Okay, sure. Dave.
1: Um, yeah, we were contacted by a volunteer group that during COVID was doing Spanish language storytime uh, out at, uh, in Kachemak City, and uh, they said that they would like to keep it going, and they asked if we would be willing to host it. I said, sure, we'd love to do that. So uh, starting on March 14th, they're going to try and meet uh, in the children's library every Monday at 1030, and uh, we're going to see if we can keep it going. It's an all-volunteer operation. So they i'm sure that they're looking for help
0: okay next up uh coming up this month before um i'm definitely going to be moving to friends of the library in a moment but uh, right now i'd like to hear about march 25th and ted carter
4: um ted carter um is also a program sponsored by the friends of the homer public library oh excellent and this is cheryl
0: um
4: And uh, he actually came to the library offering this class um, about uh, African-American soldiers who built the Alaska Canadian Highway. And uh, so he will be presenting here at the public library in person. Um, It is a registered event because seating is limited uh, in the fireplace lounge, but uh, it should be a really good talk um, and inspire some conversation um, about history in Alaska. Ted Carter is a retired eighth grade science teacher from Cleveland, Ohio. And he also taught in Anchorage at the Clark Middle School in one of the most diverse middle schools in the United States. Um, and now he currently resides here in Homer. So we're happy to have him um, offer this class. And um, if you want more information, please go to the public library webpage so that you can either register um, or we will also be broadcasting this via Zoom. And you can find the link for that there as well.
0: Oh, wonderful. I'll see if I can't, uh, after the show, get a contact from you so that maybe I can speak to him ahead of time.
4: Oh, that would be great. Yeah, he would love that.
0: Now, there is something on this list here that I am definitely involved in that I'm going to be working on, and I'm very excited about it because the celebration of lifelong learning is back, and that's next month, April 8th, And I was, Cheryl, can you talk a little bit about the Celebration of Lifelong Learning and its coming and how it's changed or if it's changed? Yes,
4: it has definitely been through some changes. Um, The Friends of the Homer Library Celebration of Lifelong Learning will be back in person this year um, with limited seating um, at the Homer Public Library um, and also broadcast via Zoom. Um, The last two years, uh, thank you to you Kathleen and KBBI for hosting this celebration on air at KBBI. Um, It was nice to continue the tradition uh, when we could not have it in person at the library. So thank you for that. Um, But now we are able to have it back at the library, but um, with limited seating, it will not be um, as it was before COVID just yet. So uh, if you want to attend, be sure that you go to the public library website and register to attend. Um, This is something that the the Friends does um, uh, with the Homer Public Library to honor one adult and one youth in the community Mm -hmm. who exemplifies traits of a lifelong learner. Uh, This is someone who engages in acquiring new knowledge or skills, is curious and committed about learning and shares this learning with others in the community. Uh, right now we are looking for lifelong learners in this community. If you know someone, could you please nominate them? Um, you can fill out a form. There's paper forms here at the public library um, as well as online if you go to the Friends of the Homer Public Library webpage under uh, Celebration of Lifelong Learning. Um, this year to celebrate, um, we will uh, have Kathleen Gustafson, be our MC. (laughs) Thank you, Kathleen, for doing that. Um, And you will be bringing back some form of the ever popular trivia tree. The trivia tree (laughs) is
0: coming back. I am collecting images as we speak.
4: (laughs) Fantastic. Uh, That will be a lot of fun. And in addition, we're also going to have um, some Homer High School uh, DDF, uh, Drama Debate and Forensics performers uh, attend as well. Um, I always look forward to um, the amazing speeches from our winners Um, and uh, I believe this will be a really fun event for everyone. Um, We are not selling tickets. This will be a free event to everyone. However, this is something that um, we usually use as a kickoff fundraiser for the summer reading program Um, and I believe Cinda will probably talk more about this but this year's theme is Reading beyond the beaten path, and so uh, the friends fundraiser this year is going to be, um, in order to support a youth or sponsor a youth reader, we'll be selling um, little brown boot stickers that look much like an extra tough with um, some really cute uh, forget me not flowers on it, and uh, these will be for sale starting in April. And they'll be for $25 a piece so that you can sponsor a reader for
0: the summer. Oh, wonderful. Wow. So this is uh, to, to getting ready getting ready for the summer reading program. Is that right? That's correct. Yes. Cinda, do you want to... Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Cheryl. Oh, no, that, that was it. Oh, okay. <laughs> Cinda, do you want to pick up and talk a little bit about the summer reading program that's coming?
3: Sure. Um, we are planning what should be a really fun uh, summer, full of lots of events related to reading, but other kinds of um, programming. As Cheryl mentioned, the theme for the summer is Reading Beyond the Beaten Path, which is such a great um, theme for Homer. Um, There are so many different kinds of things that we can do, and we are partnering with um, different other organizations in town to create events. Um, We'll be working So far, at least with um, the Center for Coastal Studies um, and other partners around um, to do different types of programming. Of course, we'll have sort of standard story times every week. Um, We are working on bringing an author in um, to do some readings and workshops and conversations with kids about um, books. Um, We're going to have a lot of just different fun things for all ages, um, activities here at the library and elsewhere around town, some events that will be for, you know, zero to five, elementary school age, um, middle school, teenagers, high school kids, and then also some that are family oriented uh, activities that families can do together, um, just all around town. Um, so there's gonna be lots of things and it's gonna be a really, I think it's gonna be a really fun summer. We'll, we'll kick off, um, the registration will happen like Cheryl said earlier at the Safe and Healthy Kids Fair, which happens in April. Um, the first event of the um, actual program will probably be sometime in early June and uh, summer the summer reading program will run through the beginning of august and we'll have all kinds of fun things to do
0: thanks so much that's send enough Homer home republic library children's librarian david berry library director what have we left out because we're just about to take a break you guys get to have a breather you've been doing lots of talking and i appreciate it uh but what am i missing Definitely. go ahead Definitely. oh i'm sorry this is mary lou i'd
2: like to put a, a plug for the book and plant sale Uh, We had to take, uh, I think we took off almost a whole year. And then we had a limited sale last fall and it was pretty successful. And we're going to have another book and plant sale on the last weekend of April. And that's always a popular event around this town. People like their books. So, I
0: have a, I have a question for you of a sensitive nature about the book sale, Mary Lou. Um, So I like to, I want to get a ruling from the library on this. I like to take old books and either make them into boxes or make them into pop-up books and make art out of them and make collages out of them. What's your position on me getting books from the book sale and then taking them apart and putting them back together in different configurations?
2: I have been involved in a lot of book sales, and I think that's a wonderful idea. One of the library staff who used to, who has since retired made the most beautiful book art from some of our books that came in that were really fancy, like encyclopedias. And so, it, you know, you were a little uneasy at first that you would take a book of knowledge and turn it into this. But once you saw the finished product, it, oh, was,
4: yeah. the, it, was,
2: it was the most beautiful thing to have on your bookshelf. So oh.
0: I have no problem with that at all. Oh, good. You should see what I do to atlases. Um, so, <laughs> so is there is there anything else that I'm missing, David Barry?
1: Um, well, I think we've covered most of it. I will uh, mention again the radio story time, thanks to kBBI every uh, third Thursday at 10 o'clock. Uh, we have Cinda Nossiger on the airwaves, and that's been a great program, and it was a great thing to have all the way through COVID, and we're delighted to be able to keep doing it. Um, there are a few other events going on. Um, we've been collaborating with Kenai Peninsula Votes uh, to host some community engagements, uh, conversations online over Zoom. Just oh, that's to talk right. About voting. I,
0: I attended the last one. Oh, I missed the one on Saturday, but I attended the last, the one before that.
1: Yeah, so if you have questions about voting, how do I vote? How do I sign up for vote? What are the voting laws? Um, It's a great, very knowledgeable group of people that will be happy to, to help answer any questions you might have.
0: Okay, great. And let's all take a breather and Simon at the board be ready on the hot keys with an interview because Mariah McGuire is a senior at Homer High School and she agreed to be part of this. Uh, You will love what she has to say about the library at the end of this interview. Uh, She is, she won her English class and overall school competition for Poetry Out Loud, which is where you choose a poem uh, from the Poetry Foundation's anthology, and you compete with it, and you find a way to interpret it, and So Mariah won Homer High School and has qualified for the state championships, which are this weekend. And so please have this listen to Nine Minutes with Mariah McGuire from Homer High School. Go ahead, Simon. You are competing in the Alaska State Poetry Out Loud Championships, or what do you call them? I think it's
5: also just the Poetry Out Loud State Championship.
0: That's coming up this weekend?
5: The video submissions are due this Friday, and they're going to be reviewing them before Sunday, and then airing them sometime next week.
0: Oh, great. So Mm -hmm. you won't have that live experience?
5: No, I won't. I did have it for the school competition, but I think I like it this way better, because I can take as many takes of my poems as I want and get the best feel of it.
0: Very nice. Well, how did you get involved with the Poetry Out Loud people?
5: Well, um... I guess it's it's
0: the Poetry Foundation, Yeah, the Poetry
5: Foundation. Um, In school, in language arts classes, I think uh, three other years um, in my language arts classes, they have assigned it to us. And one other year, I made it past my class competition, but didn't win the school competition. So this year, I... Won both my school and um, class competition.
0: Is this Sean Campbell's work? It is Sean Campbell's work, yes. Is there a lot of poetry in Mr. Campbell's classroom?
5: There was mainly poetry in uh, my honors class, but we do review poetry for seminars every few weeks in his class. Yeah.
0: Let's talk about your choices because you won on one poem, right? Mm-hmm. And now you've got two more poems. So will you do all three of them in the state competition?
5: Yeah, I'll do all three of them in the state competition because two were added after I won the school one. So I've had less time with them.
0: Oh, so you don't choose the poems you're doing? They're assigned to you? Oh, no. I chose the two extra poems that were assigned to me. Oh, nice. Well, let's talk about the first poem, Mm -hmm. the one that you won your place in state uh, competition with. What is it, and why do you like it?
5: Um, the poem was is Poor Angels by Edward Hirsch. And for poems recitation, I've really enjoyed longer poems because I can get more into the feel of them, and they usually have different ch- tone changes that I can acquire. And so with this one, I was looking for something that I could put contrast with like some happiness and some sadness with it because I knew that other ones I couldn't really get a personal feel for um, some type of ethnic background poems or some type of struggle throughout childhood but this poem I chose because when I was reading it I both liked the rhythm that my mind decided to read it at and the message that I got from it 'Cause there's two contrasting parts of it, the soul and the body.
0: And they're speaking to each other in the poem? Or an outside force is other. commenting on the difference they, or
5: they are commenting on the difference. It's kind of like what the soul is doing at that moment versus the body. Like the soul is in a really good place and the body is not in a good place and I related to You connected. The poem yeah and so i think relating to poems is um the best way that i can then deliver them and for this one i could like there were parts of it where the body was really nervous and going up on stage for the school competition i was also quite nervous and so when my voice would shake it would be at like the perfect spots in the poem so It sounded like it was on purpose.
0: That's great. Sometimes a performer or an actor even, they get that minute where you can just allow the feelings you're having to be the emotion Mm -hmm. that you deliver, and Mm -hmm. then you can feel people in the room connecting to it. Yeah. Or do you have that experience? Can you you tell when you're delivering a poem who's listening and who isn't, or that somebody's really into it, or...
5: No, because usually when I uh, deliver poems to large groups of people, I don't wear my contacts or glasses, and so I can't see how people are receiving my poem, and so then I don't have anything to base it off of. Like, if I see someone being sad, well, I don't see anyone being sad or anyone being bored of it because I can't see anyone.
0: Well, let's just give a listen to that poem.
5: Poor angels. Poor angels by Edward Harsh At this hour, the soul floats weightlessly through the city streets, speechless and invisible, astonished by the smoky blend of grays and gold seeping out of the air, the dark halftones of dusk suddenly filling the urban sky, Well, the body sits listlessly by the window, sullen and heavy, too exhausted to move, too weary to stand up or to lie down. At this hour, the soul is like a yellow wing slipping through the treetops, a little ecstatic cloud hovering over the sidewalks, calling out to the approaching night, amaze me, amaze me, while the body sits glumly by the window. Listening to the clear summons of the dead, transparent as glass, clairvoyant as crystal, some nights, it is almost ready to join them. Oh, this is a strange, unlikely tethering, a furious grafting of the quick and the slow. When the soul flies up, the body Sinks down, and all night locked in the same cramped room, they go on quarrelling, stumbling, trying to leave each other wordlessly, filling the air with the sound of a low internal burning. How long can this bewildering marriage last? At midnight, the soul dreams of a small fire of stars flaming on the other side of the sky, but. The body stares into an empty night sheen, a hollow-eyed darkness. Poor luckless angels, feverish old loves don't separate yet. Let what rises live with
0: what descends. Okay, that was awesome. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming in and speaking to KBBI, for being a part of the library's <laughs> National Read Across America Day. You're a guest on the coffee table today, and the topic is the Homer Public Library. You grew up in this town. Mm-hmm. Do you go to the library?
5: I do go to the library quite often, especially this year because... I have started using a lot more of their language books and I really found that the atmosphere there and like the little study tables that they have and just the lighting and uh, it's just so beautiful in there and so I really enjoy going there to study or journal or get some work done or draw. You said language books? What kind? Korean,
0: uh, Arabic, and Hebrew all right are you planning on becoming a diplomat or just a world traveler (laughs) just
5: a world traveler
0: well congratulations for all the distance you've traveled so far and good luck to you thank you coming up this weekend and and kbbi will definitely let people know when they can see how it all plays out and how you do so keep in touch and let me know how it goes for you thank you That's Mariah McGuire. Thanks so much for being here. Thank you for inviting me. Okay. Mariah is a senior at Homer High School. The poem you heard is Poor Angels by Edward Hirsch, and she will be submitting three poems to the Poetry Foundation and the Poetry Out Loud competition that will be reviewed on, on this Saturday. But then you can watch the entire Alaska State Poetry Out Loud competition. You can watch it on Tuesday, March 8th, at 7 p.m. on KTOO, or you can stream it at KTOO.org, and we'll make sure that that is in the posting for for the coffee table when it goes up on the web. Um, Let's get back to the library, folks. Uh, David Berry, uh, nice to hear, a Homer High School senior, saying such lovely things about the library. That was quite the poem.
1: We appreciate it greatly, and I was very impressed by the performance.
0: Yeah, I can't wait to see all three, and plus to see kids from all over the state getting up and uh, declaiming their poetry. Now, it's just about time to sum up. So I want to make sure this is last call for any questions or comments from anyone listening. You can email to josh at kbbi.org or you can call 907-299-7721. So David, hit the highlights for me because it's time to sum up again. Uh, just the basics of what's happening today, Um, Cinda and David, for Read Across America Day.
1: Well, the highlights are that our Children's Library staff are going to be doing um, drop-in story time every hour on the half hour throughout the whole day today in honor of Dr. Seuss's birthday.
0: Wonderful. And... The next thing I want to know, I want to hear from just fine. I'm going to call on you for final comments about anything that you want to talk about that we may not have brought up during the live uh, the discussion today or something that we did discuss but you feel like needs repeating and people need reminding. Uh, there are a couple of things. First of all, uh, nominate a lifelong learner or young lifelong learner in your life. Is someone from... Uh, from the Friends of the Homer Library, ready with a reminder from pe- for people for how to nominate a lifelong learner and what that means. Yes, um, please do uh,
4: nominate um, a lifelong learner you know. This is somebody that's gonna be curious, uh, someone who's continually looking beyond what he or she already knows. They've already acquired exceptional skill and knowledge and um, they're involved in the community they also inspire learning and explore in others and also uh, must have a library card (laughs) to be eligible Um, and the youth learner um, is someone ages 13 to 19 and all of these nomination applications are due by march 18th that's uh, friday march 18th you can turn in your uh, completed forms to the public library and again, you can find these forms either at the public library or online at the friends of the Homer public library webpage under uh, celebration of lifelong learning. And uh,
2: I would just throw in Kathleen, Cheryl and I are in the meeting room right now, and we are looking at the plaques of previous winners. Ooh, give us a few. Adults. Oh, well, it started with Daisy Lee. You got me on the spot because it's too far away for me to actually see <laughs> him. But Daisy Lee was our first and um you know it's an impressive group and as our student just showed the youth have been inspiring sometimes they give the best speeches accepted speeches so okay and you know, go ahead oh i was just going to say cheryl brought it down yeah it, it is it's like the who's who of homer here daisy lee bitter people like michael haffield ken kasner janet klein flo larson all these people you've heard and Wonderful, wonderful students, Nolan Bunting. Boy, that was a fun one because there was another year where the, what do they call them? The DDF. DDF. Oh, you were probably there, Kathleen. It was the funniest thing we've ever had, the best performance ever. So we encourage you to, uh, people to send in nominations and they're due by
0: March 18th. Wonderful. Now you did say something that uh, pricked up my ears. In order to nominate someone as a lifelong learner or youth lifelong learner, um, they must have a library card. What are some of the other advantages of having a library card, and what do I need to produce at the library in order to get one?
1: Well, I can tell you what you need to have. Go, David. Um, uh, Getting a library card is free if you live anywhere within the uh, library service area, which extends all the way up to... uh, the Nilchik in the north, and includes the uh, communities on the south side of the bay. Um, all you need to have is some proof of identification and some proof of a local address. So if you have a driver's license that covers both, that'll do. Or if you have a piece of mail, a lease agreement, something with your local address on it, you can use that. Um, that's that's pretty much every. That's pretty much all that most people are going to need.
0: Okay, and I want to point out that you know you have you definitely have library users who don't have an address that they could that they can just produce on a piece of mail for you, and so I just want to make sure that everybody understands that everybody's welcome at the library whether or not you have an address and can get a card. There are still many many things that you can participate in, that you can avail yourself of, and uh, services that you can use there.
1: Absolutely. I mean, even if you can't check stuff out, you are always welcome to come to public programs. You're welcome to use the internet, uh, to use the Wi-Fi. You don't need a card for that. And of course, you can come in and use the study rooms or just curl up in a corner with a book.
0: Thanks. That's David Barry, the Homer Public Library Director. I haven't heard uh, any final comments yet from Cinda Nofsinger, children's librarian. Is there anything that you'd like to say or reminders for people? that um go ahead
3: i just have a couple of reminders you know i think that um first i just want to say that i love mariah's poem and and hearing her talk about um that process and being at the library and you know that's what we want the teen advisory board for the to hear more about how teens are using the library and what they want us to do with it so again that the next meeting for that is on march 16th um it'd be great to have um folks come to that. And then just again to plug back in in-person story time starting starting March 18th. Um I think we at the library are really excited to have kids back in in for story time and we're really looking forward to that. We are also running um just a month long little makers special story time that is gonna be only on Zoom and um, you can register for that also at the city's website. I think there are a few spaces left. Um, This is a short story time for preschoolers. Um, It's half an hour, we read one book, but then we'll give you a kit with um, different things to make and we'll make those things together over um, Zoom. So that's another fun thing that's coming up in March
0: send an off what about uh will story walk come back when uh, the ice goes away yes
3: story walk will
0: come back in the spring and that's that is also something that the friends uh put
3: together but i believe we will have that maybe starting in may cheryl do you know for sure when that starts that's
4: right uh sort of getting uh ready for the summer reading program
0: okay so last call For all my wonderful guests, is there anybody out there who has anything you feel like we missed in the last hour?
1: I would like to mention just one thing. Go ahead. Uh, I would be remiss if we didn't mention Reading Between the Lines every Sunday morning on KBBI. That's been going on for decades at this point, and it's one of the highlights of being in Homer.
0: Oh, it's a, it's a fun program to produce, too. I'm not the producer of it anymore. That's Matt Strobel here, the KBBI's program director. But I have in the past been the producer for that show, and it's super fun to to be with you guys and uh, to make sure that that show keeps going. And we just got an email in. Uh, Wayne Adderhold says that the bookmobile fired right up the other day. So <laughs> <laughs> just so you know. I know it's parked outside his house when it can't be... Uh, on the road, so there we, was we someone else. The, Go we ahead.
2: Couldn't do the bookmobile without Wayne. I mean, he has been such help to us, and he drives it, and he parks it, and he helps us, gives us a
0: place to store books. So, oh, when it first got on the road, I got to do a feature for the news on it. And Andy Haas let me drive the bookmobile, and let me just say, it was the greatest moment of, of like, in the last four years for me. I had the best time driving the bookmobile. Did he let you toot the oh, horn? Yes. Yes, I did. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so did I miss anyone in all of that? Did everybody get their say?
4: I this is Cheryl, and I just wanna put a big thank you out there to all of our friends, members and donors. Um, without them, we couldn't support these programs like guest authors and um, these special clubs that meet here at the library. Um, and of course the summer reading program. So thank you to all of you
0: for, for supporting um, friends and the Homer Public Library. Okay, and thanks to all my guests. This has been the Coffee Table. I'm Kathleen Gustafson. Guests have been Home Republic Library Director David Barry, Mary Lou Burton and Cheryl Ilg from Friends of the Library, and Sunda Singer, Home Republic Library Children's Librarian. Drop into the library today if you get a chance to celebrate Read Across America Day. And special thanks to Mariah McGuire, who is probably in class right now, And make sure that on Tuesday, March 8th at 7 p.m. or sometime before you can check in and make sure that KTOO and KTOO.org will be there 7 p.m. Tuesday, March 8th for the Alaska State Poetry Out Loud competition. And that's it for the coffee table this week. Somehow this hour just flies by every time. Thanks to Wayne Adderhold, who called in with some information. Thanks to the guests, and thanks to you, listeners. This is Kathleen, and this is KBBI Homer AM 890. Simon will be back in just a moment with a little bit of weather. Good morning.